everyone, and welcome back to the Empower Women series podcast for the month of June. This month, we invited Kate Brannigan to come talk about the journey of caregiving. First, going to provide a brief background on Kate. She's a licensed independent clinical social worker and has worked as a clinician in the field of aging for over 25 years. She founded her own life care management company in 1999, which later became part of a nonprofit organization in 2009. She held the position of Vice President of Care Management until she assumed the role of Chief Executive Officer of Life Care Associates in 2016. Life Care Associates is a team of both nurses and social workers who provide assistance, advocacy, and guidance to elders and their families. Before we jump into the podcast and the conversation between Kate and Christine Percaro, I do want to plug our next two Empower Women series events. On July 12th, we have Understanding ESG Investing with Kirsten Metter. So ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And so I like to think of it as socially responsible investing. Um, And I know that that is definitely top of mind for a lot of our clients. We have quite a few conversations about being ESG conscious. So I'm definitely looking forward to that event. On August 9th, we have Erica Berman and Feeding My Soul. How I went from a luxury vacation rental business in Paris to a nonprofit farm feeding the hungry in Maine. I think this will be a really interesting episode. I was definitely really excited when planning the whole event with Erica. So looking forward to that one as well. Without further ado, let's dive into the episode. So thank you for joining us today, Kate. We have Kate Granigan here with our Empower Women's podcast. Kate has done many talks for us here at Lexington Wealth Management, um, a, a wealth of knowledge and information. And today she's going to talk with us about caregiving, the journey of caregiving while caring for yourself. So Kate, thank you. And tell us just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me. So I'm a a clinical social worker by training. I have a master's in social work, and I've been working in the field of aging coming close to about 28 years now. And I am currently the CEO of Life Care Advocates, which is a consulting group in Newton, Massachusetts, that helps um, navigate aging for families and aging loved ones. Thank you. So tell us, you know, I guess quickly first, who is a caregiver? We all think it's someone caring for aging parents or someone who's ill, but tell us your definition of a caregiver. Sure. You know, really the identifying a caregiver is important because a lot of people don't even see themselves as caregivers until they're very deep into the role. And so we go by a definition, really, who is a caregiver is someone who is providing help to another person in need such as an ill spouse or partner, a disabled child, or an aging relative. Perfect. Really important to just, you know, have people, help is um, so broad. So it's really important to think about what, you know, help might be stopping by once a week with groceries, or it might be full-time care. Yep. And so why is this such a hot topic right now? Sure. There's a couple of, uh, you know, really things that are going on that make this a very big topic. The first is that we're getting older and we're living longer. And so, you know, sort of consider the graying of America. Um, We have an increased life expectancy um, and, you know, often referred to as the silver tsunami. People are living much longer. Things that were once thought to be, you know, somebody got a diagnosis of a heart disease or, 
you know, diabetes or a cancer, you know, often that would end or limit people's lives. And now people live quite well with chronic illnesses that are managed with medication and treatment. So we really are living a lot longer. In fact, by the year 2030, we will have more grandparents than grandchildren. And uh, say that again, <laughs> more That's grandparents crazy. than grandchildren. Right. Because the other side of this phenomenon is people are having children later. Because of that, they often have less children. And so, you know, the, that age group is, is a slower growing group than the grandparents who are living long and healthy, vibrant lives into the well into their 80s and 90s and beyond. So, so that's another reason. And then the last thing that really has added to this topic of caregiving is the concept of multifamily caregiving. You know, and nowadays you may know many people who are caring for no less than five older adults in their, uh, in their life. They may have a mom or dad who was divorced and remarried. So they have those four people that they're helping with. They may have a spouse that has themselves an aging parent or two, a grandparent, an aunt or uncle. And so we now have, you know, families that are well beyond just a grandmother or an aunt or uncle here and there, a parent. So it's, uh, it's become a big job. Um, and so lots and lots of people involved in caring and, and involved in caregiving. And you shared a couple of stats with us. Do you want to just go over those? Sure. Yeah, just, you know, a really great resource is the National Alliance for Caregiving. And they did a study in 2020, and it reported that there are just about 53 million caregivers in the United States. This is going up, I'm sure. You know, this was in 2020. And nearly one in five are providing unpaid care to an adult or uh, with health or functional needs. Wow. Yeah, and, and further impacting this, you know, a lot of people, 61%, um, as a matter of fact, are caregiving and also working outside the home. Yep. So the, the juggle. Um, you also have, you know, 23% say their um, caregiving has made their health worse. So they're, they're giving up their own health and well-being very often to take care of someone else. And that's a real important statistic and uh, something that needs some attention. Um, and then lastly, sorry, 24 of Americans, uh, percent of Americans are providing care for more than one person. And I was referring to that. So, so it's a big, it's a big um, area of, of interest and concern. Yeah. And a big, you know, a big job, like you said, on top of people's other jobs, um, whether they're maintaining their household, caring for children, doing other things, then, then they have this on top. So caring for themselves is um, definitely, I think, you know, to your point, falling to the wayside. Um, but there are joys of caregiving. So talk about that a bit. Sure. You know, there, there is, um, you know, so many people that we talk with are, you know, really um, honored to be providing care and to caregiving. You know, a lot of people are able to reconnect with family members that they may have lost touch with, or, you know, as their lives became busy, they, you know, they lost touch with family members that they're now reconnecting with. They, you know, there's an opportunity. Many people find it's an opportunity to get a retake and repair strained relationships within the family, maybe with siblings that had, you know, had conflict and not been in touch, come back together to care for an aging parent um, or a child parent relationship that was difficult um, and getting to rework those things. Providing care for someone who cared for you. A lot of people feel it's, you know, now their turn to help care for someone who cared for them in their lifetime. And then also obviously honoring our elders and really re remembering and respecting what they have to offer us 
And, you know, sometimes it's a time to slow down in our busy lives and listen to the stories and remember what amazing people they are. Right. And just by bringing some of that joy into your life can relieve a little bit of the stress that you're dealing with in being just, you know, being a caregiver in general. So, um, but, and then, you know, there is like this real thing though, a real, you say the struggle is real. So, yeah. you know, and, and this is important because a lot of times people feel like they should be feeling happy and, and honored, and yet they're feeling burdened and angry and frustrated with their caregiving role. And, you know, really helping people to know that all those emotions can exist at once. It is a very real struggle for people. It's, it's also important to remember that not all relationships were great. It's right. not, you know, maybe you are taking on the role or you're the person that's going to provide care or support to mom or dad, but they may not have been great parents. You know, there's families with issues of you know, abuse and neglect and, and other kinds of struggles that they went through and coming back to the caregiver role brings up real uh, difficult situations and, and emotions. So talking through that and getting help with that is often the best thing that one can do to take care of themselves um, and find your balance in their yeah. own well-being. Give us some of the signs of stress so people who are caregivers can maybe begin to notice it. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about stress and, and, you know, I think I was saying earlier that it, we've been through some very, very stressful, you know, times with, with the pandemic and with all that we've gone through, adding that to caring for your, you know, adult children or children, and then also acting as a caregiver for an older loved one, it, the feelings of caregiver stress begin to bubble up. And so recognizing them and, and knowing when to, you know, pause and get some help is important. Things like feeling um, overwhelmed or worried all the time, feeling tired a lot of the time, not getting sleep or you're sleeping too much, um, being easily irritated or angry. Another sign, feeling sad um, and you know, depression in caregivers is very important to acknowledge. Um, losing interest in activities that used to bring you joy and enjoy. And they, again, putting those things on the wayside. Um, gaining or losing weight, having physical problems, people often, um, you wear their stress uh, physically. So, um, and then also things like, a, you know, self-medicating with alcohol or drugs um, are all real signs that a caregiver may be uh, needing to get some extra help and looking at those things more closely. So caregiver, this is a great, just simple checklist to take a look at and then acknowledge that, you know, you really do need to take, take a step back and do some self-care. Otherwise you're not going to be any good for the people that you're caring for. Um, and then, you know, create, create your own balance. Yeah. Yeah. And creating balance. We really talk about taking a look and like you said, taking a step back, maybe having a friend or a buddy or, or an outside professional guiding you through, you know, getting a good handle on this, asking for help. You know, we're, we're so independent in our society, both the older adult and the caregiver are, you know, we're, we're fiercely independent and it's hard to think about getting help. But a lot of times someone might say, can I help you? And even the littlest thing as a caregiver, letting a, a, you know, a family member step in so you can get a break for a weekend, you know, being able to put your needs out there and asking and knowing your limits, knowing enough is enough when it's too much, um, not taking the full burden yourself, um, but, but you know, being able to ask for help, ask for you know, uh, the, the family or the system to break up some of the tasks and getting those things together taking a break, just plain taking a break, um, getting someone else to come and stay with mom or dad for a weekend so you can get away and, and turn off your phone and not worry. Um, those are all great ways to create balance 
The other one is the last one really here is making time for your own health priorities. We often, um, you know, the statistically family caregivers and caregivers end up having worse health because of their role. So really taking time, getting to your own doctor's appointments, making sure you're taking care of your health and well-being. Um, we say often it's not a it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. So knowing that you're going to need to be, you know, good for the long haul. A lot of the average caregiver is helping someone for, you know, I think the average eight, eight years is something like five to seven or eight years that you're involved from very little to all the way up to. So knowing that you're, this is a longevity game. So, yeah. so really taking care of yourself is a huge need. I'm sure there's a lot of like guilt that probably goes along with it too. You, you know, you're thinking to yourself, I need to take care of mom and dad or my spouse or my partner. Um, and I just don't have time for myself. I don't have time to go for that walk or exercise or eat right. But I think, you know, you talked a little bit about having some difficult conversations with other family members. T tell us a little bit about how we might do that just to be able to put your hand up and say, hey, I, I do need some help. Right. Well, you know, I think bringing the topic of help or, or planning to the family, whether it's you have siblings or approaching it with your parents for the first time or extended family is really important. And, and you know, I, you know, I mentioned, you know, having that first difficult conversation is not recommended at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Right. That's not a good idea, you know, and so, you know, making plans around uh, appropriate timing, timing is everything preparing people so they are not blindsided, letting people know that we need some ground rules here. This is tough stuff. Let's set some group, you know, some rules. Um, let's not interrupt each other. One person talking at a time, um, you know, being thoughtful of each other's feelings, you know, taking a break when we need to. All of those things will help a productive conversation. And sometimes even bringing in an outside person to help mediate that discussion and keep the important pieces on the table can be very helpful. And, and I think too, if it, sometimes if people just can get past maybe putting their own like pride aside and just saying, I need a little help. Like I need to have this conversation because I really need some help. And then if you say that it's, it's almost like, how can your family members or others say, Oh no, you don't no, yeah. You're saying I really need some help. Right. And we say to families sometimes, it may not be another family member. They may feel equally as busy or they may feel overwhelmed with their life. So sometimes it's, I can't do this. And if, if no one else is able to pick that up, then we need to hire a paid caregiver. We need to do X, Y, and Z. So yeah. that's where some of the dynamics come in because people aren't always on the same page. So asking for help or feeling burdened or worried may be one uh, experience of one family member or the primary caregiver but you may have other family members who don't even notice or mom's just fine, or I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you think you need to go there every week. She's fine. Right. So understanding that just because you're bringing it up or you're asking does not always result in the outcome you're hoping for. Right. And it can feel vulnerable and it can feel kind of lousy if, if that's dismissed. So um, yeah. coming with some prepared thoughts and specific asks and, um, and then setting some boundaries and limits for yourself. Right. Is, so important strategies. And what about for those that are doing long distance caregiving? Long distance caregiving can be a real challenge. All the things we've just talked about is, is challenging, but then being, you know, a plane ride away or, you know, being at a distance where you really can't lay your eyes on mom or dad, they're reporting they're fine, but the neighbor's saying, I don't know, I saw your mom, you know, drive into the shrub on her way out. Um, 
you know, so it can be very worrisome, very difficult. So we really recommend for people who are at a distance from their, their loved ones that they're, they're trying to help or care for, um, find a support circle. Um, get to know the community your loved one is in. Know who they spend time with. Know if there's a housekeeper that's going there every week and maybe they can give you, you know, clues if there's something amiss. Um, knowing the resources in the area. Um, if you go visit, go visit the councils on aging or reach out to some local resources and, you know, maybe visit an assisted living or begin to understand what the options and resources are. So you can be an educated consumer and not having to make choices in a crisis. Um, considering boots on the ground, hiring someone locally that's professional that can keep an eye on, you know, that you can trust as a objective resource that has expertise that can guide you through the journey. That can be a very um, valuable resource. And then also understanding that maybe relocation, you or them, is a, a, an answer. Maybe mom or dad who moved away when they retired needs to come back to locally where you, you know, where they can get better health care or where they can be near one or the other of a, a sibling or, or their adult children. Um, but there's pros and cons to that. So really thinking about all sides of that as a, a potential also. So planning, I mean, yeah. you know, all of this takes planning, all of this takes conversations. Yeah, you say starting early is best. I do. I think, you know, we talk a lot about planning in our, in our work. We help people that are in crisis all the time, but we also can see where if we had been having a conversation six months or a year ago, or they had followed some possible planning, um, you know, guidelines, they may not have as limited choices, or they may have a better handle when things arise. And we, we talk about, you know, starting often, um, having conversations early and often, you know, with adult children or with your, you know, it might be initiated by the older adult. They might know exactly what they want. And so being vocal and expressing that, putting that in writing, doing legal and financial planning, um, along with healthcare planning is really helpful and important. Um, you know, understanding that if, if it's not now, when? So we use that with our clients all the time. It may not feel like the right time yet to bring in help from outside, or you may not need to move or look at alternatives for different you know, needs in, in the household. But a good question to ask is, if not now, when? How will I know, mom or dad, Graham? What is, what is it that you'll let me, how will you let me know when this becomes too difficult? Or do we agree that we'll revisit this every quarter? Or, you know, so offer, leaving the door open for those conversations is going to help bring you together as a team rather than an adversarial power struggle around right. getting things done or making changes or initiating help. Right. Yeah. And then plan for yourself, model by doing, you know, get yeah. if, if your parents don't want to do it, but you know, it's in the back of your mind that you should be doing some of these things as well. Start doing them and then sharing that with your parents so that, or your, your aging loved ones and say, I did this and I sleep better at night knowing I now have these things in order. I might not need them, but I feel great, you know, so it might help motivate them. But it's hard to ask someone to do something we haven't been willing to do ourselves. So right. Some, you know, getting your own house in order can be a, a nice, helpful way to start the conversation and process. That's great advice. Um, you have a bunch of resources to share with us. Do you, do you want to just kind of walk us through them? And then I think what we can do is um, to, at the end here, we can share your contact information just so if anybody has any 
additional follow-up questions, they can certainly reach out to you, but go ahead and give us some resources you like. Yeah, there's some great resources out there. I will say the first one, and I, I was saying I'm, I was excited when I became eligible to join, but AARP has some great resources. They have um, a lot of free resources for both ourselves planning and then others. Um, so that's another, that's a great one. There's um, an association I'll put a plug in for called the Aging Life Care Association. Um, and these are professionals across the country. I happen to be on the board of directors and I'm a member, but it is an association of people who can help guide you in these, in these areas and more across the country. Um, and those that are members have to follow a code of ethics and you know, have specific expertise and training. So it is a good resource if you're looking for that help in your area or for someone that you are helping someone at a distance and need a professional locally. Um, the Alzheimer's Association is an exceptional um, resource for families and loved ones that are going through diagnoses of Alzheimer's and also all you know, forms of dementia. They have hotlines and caregiver support and all kinds of resources. Highly recommend that. Um, Caregiving.com is another. Um, there's a lot out there. Again, um, Family Caregiver Alliance, um, Center for Families and Caregivers. If you Google caregivers, you'll get I would just recommend that you're looking at the nonprofit. Um, there's just checking what the resource is because it, aging is big business and there are a lot of resources out there. It can be overwhelming. So really looking at trusted resources that will give you unbiased um, non-sales um, resources is, is going to serve you, um, serve you the best. Great. So, so, so why don't you share your email with us? Um, I'd be happy to. So my email is my first initial and my last name, K-G-R-A-N-I-G-A-N at L, as in Larry, C as in Cat, advocates.com. So our company's name is Life Care Advocates. So my email again is kgranigan at lcadvocates.com. And our website is www.lcadvocates.com. Well, great. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us today. Our listeners, are, are, I'm sure, will be thrilled with all the information and resources. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Lexington Wealth Management is a team of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRAN SIPC, and Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. All securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is risk-free, and there is no guarantee that the investment process described herein will be profitable. Investors, investors may lose all of their investments. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance. It is not a guarantee. In preparing these materials, we have relied upon and assumed without independent verification the accuracy and completeness of all information available from public and internal sources. Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to their accuracy or completeness or for statements or errors contained or in omissions from them. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the author and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Third-party links and references are provided solely to share social, cultural, and educational information. 
Any reference in his post to any person or organization or activities, products, or services related to such person or organization or any linkages from this post to the website of another party do not constitute or imply endorsement, recommendation, or favoring of Lexington Wealth Management or Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates, employees, or contractors acting on its behalf. Hightower Advisors LLC does not guarantee the accuracy or safety of any link site. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions. Copyright 2021 Hightower.